This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 276 of the Shattered Soulstone, BlizzCon Line. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, tablet, or phone. It is September 23rd, 2020, kind of late in the evening, and this is Jen. So I'm going to go ahead and start with my week in gaming, like you do. Try to do that every week, and I've been taking notes because I will not remember what I'd done specifically enough to discuss it with any, you know, ability to do so. And I've been writing it down because I tend to forget what I've done in-game by the time I get to this show, so... Here's where I left off. I started out at level 67. I'm playing a hardcore barbarian for season 21. I'm having a good time with it, but it's been going pretty slow for various reasons. Some of them were weeks where I just had a lot of work I had to get done. Uh, some of it has to do with health issues, because I have a lot of those too. In any case, I started out this week, or last week, I guess, in between this show and last, at level 67, and I ran some Act 3 bounties. I've already done all of the bounties numerous times this season but I thought it'd be a good way to level up a barbarian who was like not quite ready for master difficulty, but was still doing okay on expert, this sort of thing. And as I've mentioned before, I really feel like there's there's a, a point between level 55 or so and level 65 or 70 or so, like not 270, but like maybe 68 or so where it seems to drag for me when I'm playing a barbarian. And that might just be me, I don't know, but that's where I was at when I started playing since uh, last time you've heard from me. So the bounties weren't anything that exciting to talk about. We've all done Act 3 bounties before. Nothing too interesting happened in this set. I'm not even sure if I finished them, to be honest, because I know I record my gameplay and I release it as a podcast, and my software cut out right after something finally did happen, but I didn't feel the need to finish the bounties after that. So what I did do was I hit level 68 after a while, uh, playing in, uh, playing through the Caverns of Frost bounty where you go in and you get through level 1 and then you have to kill everything in level 2. It's not super exciting, but I hit 68, which was pretty impressive. I was just struggling to get there, so to have that happen was kind of cool. And then the next time I played, I decided to work on Nephilim Rifts because I'm not 70 yet, so I couldn't you know, do anything beyond that. I can't, you can't do a Greater Rift until you're at least level 70. So I went through a Nephilim Rift on expert difficulty, and it took 
a really long time to get through. Part of the problem was there the majority of monsters in this rift were the regular kind, where it's a little pack of just regular monsters, and they're not incredibly hard to kill, and it doesn't take very long to kill them, but you don't get a whole lot of experience points for it, and that little yellow bar on the side of the rift there just wasn't moving very much at all. And when I started this, I figured, okay, I was expecting a pack of, like, you know, tough, tougher monsters at the start of this rift, and th that wasn't there, so I, I figured... Well, they'll be right around the corner somewhere. I'll just keep going, and I'll run into those soon, no problem. And I didn't run into any for a very long time as I tried to go through this Nephilim Rift, and I just wanted to hit 70. I was at 68. Didn't make it too much farther to uh, 68 before I stopped playing previously, so I was like, you know, I, I had like a bubble or two left to hit 68, and I was hoping to hit it as soon as possible so I can make some progress and here the game has given me these you know little monsters and it would take forever to get through the rift and it took forever it took a really long time I'd cleared most of that rift level before I found any higher level monsters and it was a couple of blue packs there was one that had a yellow monster with minions so that helped move things along a little bit but it was kind of annoying <laughs> to have to, you know, struggle through all these little bitty monsters and not really make much progress as I'm heading towards 70, which everybody wants to hit 70. I mean, the game maybe knows that. Maybe I just got a really, you know, crummy rift. I don't know. But I went through it. And I got into um, the level 2 of that Nephilim Rift, and it had different monsters. So that was a good sign, because I felt like, okay, I'm not going to get stuck with these little bitty monsters for this entire Rift all the way through. And things started moving a little bit faster. I got, um, you know, a blue pack of monsters and a yellow monster with some minions pretty quickly. They were different monsters in the first batch, but... They weren't really difficult. They were the ones that show up in Act 5 in Temple of the whatever area with um, that new area, or newish area. I guess it's not very new now, but those kind of like creepy creatures. And the first time you go in there, that area, uh, Tyriel does a voiceover trying to explain what those things are. Those. It was those. And I could do pretty well with those with my barbarian. So this started going faster, which was good because it just, I just needed progress. I just really needed some progress in this game, so I was getting that, and it was making those yellow circles drop that make the bar on the side of the screen go a lot faster, and I was doing alright. And then my video recording software sent up some notification. I didn't take too close a look at it because I was playing through a rift and it was going well for a change, I mean, after struggling through the first level. So I kind of ignored it. And I kept going, and I finished the Nephilim Rift, and I finished the boss, uh, the Rift boss, you know, off, and whatever other little monsters were around him, picked up the loot, got out of there, figured, okay, I could probably stop now, and then fiddle with the video, edit it, put that up pretty quick. And then I learned <laughs> that the software did pick up my microphone but not the one on my headset, which I use to record pretty much everything, including this show that you're listening to right now. So instead of having my voice sound this way, it picked up the microphone on my computer, like the built-in one, and those are never very good. So my voice sounded like I was recording from inside a tin can, and I decided I didn't 
really liked the sound of that, so I threw away the video. Because I didn't want anybody to have to suffer through that kind of audio problem. It was... it just wasn't my best work, and it wasn't my fault. My software picked the wrong one. Now, that was actually an improvement over what my software picked before, because it picked a piece of recording software that no longer exists on my computer and thought that was the proper thing to do, so I had to teach it not to do that. I finally figured out how to get the software to pick the microphone that's built in to my headset instead of to my Mac, and the second attempt to go through a rift was, was better in all regards because of it. The thing was, when I stopped, I had already begun a second rift, and I was just a couple of bubbles away from 70. Um, I did do a second attempt on a Nephilim Rift to get to 69, and that one, the audio was bad as well, so that one's gone. So then it was a matter of like, okay, I'm just going to go in the Rift, I'm going to hit record, I've got the audio working this time, I'm going to go ahead and just hit 70 and make a short little video. And that's exactly what I did, and I don't think I... F I don't know if I finished the Rift, I'm trying to think if I did. Yeah, I hit 70. I didn't hit 70 until after I killed the Rift Guardian in that, what was left of that Rift. Uh, that one was Mancatcher, looks like the Butcher, has like the circle on the floor you shouldn't stand in, does the whole rushing you into, you know, the wall kind of thing. It wasn't too bad, I am using or was using the Ancients for extra help, and that helped a bit. I was also fighting a part of a group of little monsters, like little zombies, there was one of those one of those zombies that spews other zombies out and every so often like one of them would wander its way slowly over and like try to hit me while the man catcher greater rift boss was trying to beat me up and it was kind of funny for a while but they they ended up gathering up but I had to go and like slaughter them before I could make more progress on the rift boss so that is what I did and I got to 70 and I was pretty happy about that <laughs> So I, that video has not been released at the time I'm recording this. It will be soon. I do release them as podcasts, and you can find those over on my website, which is bookofgen.net. But you don't want to go to the main bookofgen.net because that's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with Diablo. If you want the Diablo videos, it's bookofgen.net slash channel slash Diablo 3 slash Diablo videos. There'll probably be a link in the show notes for that one. There's also a YouTube channel, um, it's Book of Jen, so you can probably find that fairly easily. And I've been putting up some of the Diablo videos, but I'm way behind on that. So if you want the latest, it's in the podcast, it eventually goes to YouTube if you want to wait on it, that's cool. Whatever you prefer. Alright, so, I'd gotten to 70. I didn't die. This was my goal. Because it's incredibly frustrating to have to, uh try to get to 70 and not be able to because you died at 68 or 69 so I at least did that and I also put together some set pieces somewhere in there I put together some set pieces and I didn't have this was before I hit 70 and I was just looking for any possible way to level up some more so I tried to and I thought I wrote this down so I'm gonna have to go from memory for this I had the blacksmith level the was guardian something or something like that, and I thought it gave me knockback, but I was wrong. It turns out it gives you the ability to knockback monsters, and when I 
when I was trying to craft this, I was like level 66, 67, somewhere in there, or maybe 67. And when it crafted, it was level 55, which was well below where I was at. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. But then I tried the Demon's Heart one. It's a four-piece set. And it gives you bonuses for killing demons and a whole bunch of other cool stuff that I really wish I wrote down. But apparently I didn't. So um, I had the blacksmith craft that and I brought that into the rifts that I just discussed. So it, it helped. I mean, it was I wasn't going so slow anymore as far as trying to kill even the little monsters. I was really able to kill the little ones and the bigger ones weren't too bad either. So if you get stuck and you're in the same place I was, see if your blacksmith has any green set recipes that you can have him build and it might help you out until you get big enough to you know hit 70 and get part of what's called the freebie set for whatever class you're playing. Now in season 21 I'm playing a barbarian so the freebie set is I think it's Might of the Earth. I think that's the title. Again I forgot to write this down and I got the I think it was the helm and the gloves. So that's where I'm at. And when I start playing again, I'll pick up from there and work my way through. I've got chapter one of the season journey done. Hitting 70 got me chapter two done. Chapter three is darn near finished. I think I have to do a Nephilim Rift on Master Difficulty, which I tried before. And it was so beyond my Barbarian's ability to do that I had to just nope on out of there and try again. So that's one thing I'll be trying to do. I think there's one more. I can't remember what it is, but that's where I'm at. That's my week in gaming. And I'll try to write things down a little better for next time around. So moving on from that, we've got a lot of news type stuff to talk about this uh, episode. I didn't have the ability to record it earlier this week because I was busy with work stuff and all of that. So I'm recording now and it's kind of good I waited because we had an announcement from Blizzard about BlizzCon, which sounds really exciting, and it is, it is exciting. Blizzard Entertainment announced BlizzCon Line will take place February 19 to 20 in 2021. It's going to be virtual. It's not going to be a place you can go physically and hang out with your friends, but it's going to be virtual. And they released that tweet on September 21st. They wrote, There's lots of planning left to do, but we wanted to provide an early heads up on how you can take part in the online festivities. And there was a link to that as well that got more information on the BlizzCon website through the Blizzard website. You guys know what I mean. Called Save the Date for BlizzCon February 19 to 20. So here's some of the details that are on that if you haven't checked it out yet. Part of it, they're explaining, while circumstances are keeping us from gathering in person this year, we're putting together a little something early next year to channel the spirit of BlizzCon into the form of an online show. We still have a lot of planning to do, and it'll be some time before we're ready to share more details, but we wanted to provide a heads up on how you can be part of the online fun. So here's the type of things that they are actually planning on doing that they'll need people to participate in. One of them is the Community Showcase. It's an opportunity for cosplay crafters, artists, and other community creators to participate in the show and put their talent on display through a mix of world-class competition and exciting exhibitions. So if that's you, um, if you do cosplay, you can still do that for 
BlizzCon line in February. And if you are an artist, you can do that as well. So that's kind of cool, because that seems that seems possible, you know, through online, virtual kind of stuff that so many people across the world are doing just to do work now from home. Some of us are still doing that. I worked from home before this, so that it's not me, but I think a lot of people that maybe didn't know how to use that type of software have learned since then, so that might work out pretty well. They're also going to do um, the cosplay expedition. Oh, I missed it. Um, there's going to be a March of the Murlocs. There was a March of the Murlocs in BlizzCon 2018, which was the last one I'd gone to. And it was literally people in like those Murloc, I don't know, I want to say like onesies or whatever. There's a better term for it with the hoodie that makes you look like a Murloc. And they all like did a little march through part of the convention center. It was kind of neat to watch. Like I saw part of it. Anyway, so they're going to do that too. And they also want to see your pet cosplay as well. So you want to dress up your cat or your dog or another critter that enjoys doing that, I guess. I mean, I think some animals don't like costumes, but others, maybe they do. You could do that too. So here's how this is going to go. The deadline for the cosplay contest is January 4th, 2021. And there's a bunch of details in here about how to do this. There's going to be four categories. Best Blizzard character, best Blizzard weapons and armor, best modern creation, and best traditional creation. So that's what that's going to be. There's an art contest. Deadline is the same date, January 4, 2021. And it's, it's a call for original artwork for the BlizzCon line art contest. Uh, whatever you're doing, if you're painting, if you're making a sculpture, if you're doing an illustration, whatever it is, they're looking for that. So if you want to do that, you can uh, check out the official rules and all of this and then enter before January 4th, 2021. I don't know if I'm going to do that. I might. I do a lot of art, so maybe? I'm not sure. I'll check out the details and official rules before I decide. There's also going to be a digital storytelling contest, which I don't think they had a storytelling contest at any BlizzCon before that was done by creators instead of like people who were voice actors telling you about their character or either story time with Wyatt Chang or something like that. So that's going to be an interesting thing as well. So the digital storytelling contest invites aspiring digital filmmakers and movie making auteurs. There's a fancy word to create an original story-driven short based on Blizzard's game universes. And they want you to pull from inspiration from across 30 years of Blizzard history, so you could do an epic story with your own spin, you could do, you know, whatever you want to do with that. And there's, of course, more details through the website that they put all this together on. There's a talent spotlight, which appears to be something different from the cosplay and the art thing and the movie thing. And that one is, uh, they're inviting original acts, solo or group, to showcase their special talent. It could be musical, physical, magical, whimsical, or otherwise. And the same date is, the due date is the same on all of these things. And finally, March of the Murlocs. If you've seen that before, if you've done it before, you know what this is. I think in 2018, I think maybe it was 2019, one of those years... They had all the murlocs gather on the steps outside of BlizzCon, or the area by the fountain, you know, and people were taking pictures and all that. It's kind of neat. So if you want to do that, they're going to do it virtually. To be considered, you need to send them a photo or video, 30 to 60 seconds in length, and ideally filmed horizontally of you walking by, like marching or dancing by, dressed as a murloc. 
uh, of your own imaginative interpretation. And they're also welcoming photos of Murlocs marching in-game. So if you can gather up, you know, a bunch of friends that play that all have little Murlocs, maybe you can have the Murlocs, you know, marching along that way. That's going to be entertaining, I think, and like really adorable, depending on how, how all of this works out. But I think this is kind of exciting. I like that they're doing it virtually in February because that's the safest plan right now. And it also opens it up to a lot of people that maybe can't travel to BlizzCon if they had it live in person in Anaheim again, which is where they usually, I think, always have had it. So that's a really good thing, because I know right now it's uh, traveling to the United States. I'm not sure how many countries allow that at this moment. I know they don't want people to travel from the United States to several countries based on uh, the pandemic, to make a long story short. But in addition to that, there's going to be people that can't afford to go like every year. And you can participate in this virtually this year without having to leave your home. So that's pretty cool. And there's also, you know, I'm, I'm disabled, my husband is disabled, and I think about accessibility with all of this, and you, it's hard to travel. If you have certain disabilities, it's really hard to travel. And when you're doing things like BlizzCon Line virtually, it makes it a lot more accessible for everybody, whatever their disability is, to be able to participate in some way. So I like that too. I'm pretty excited about this. I still don't know if I'm going to enter a piece of art. I don't know if I'm brave enough to do that yet, but I'll let you know what I decide after I look at the official rules. So that's the big exciting news. To move on, we've got Carbot Animations. They have released episode 7 of Diablo 2. That's honoring the 20th anniversary of the Diablo 2 game. This one's called Sunday Bloody Sunday, and the characters invade a church, and it's hysterically funny in my opinion, so go check that one out. They're all short little videos, and I love their simplified animation. It's perfect. You know exactly what that monster is or what that character is, even though it's not got, you know, huge artistic detail to it. It's their own thing, and I dig it. It's really neat. Riker's got a video out on September 19 called is this diablo 4 class ruled out question mark diablo immortal beta starting soon question mark he does talk a lot about other games and things in that video i thought it was a really good one one of the things he talked about if i remember correctly there was a couple of, of gaming companies that had something happened with cheaters Somebody made like software to mess with cheaters that wasn't part of a gaming company. They just did it. And then there's a couple of situations with gaming companies that, well, one game, another gaming company put something together to segregate cheaters away from the rest of the group. And another one, there's another uh, sort of was played up as though it was a cheat or a hack and people that used it got results they did not like, so at the very least check that out. But what I'm going to point out for the purpose of this show is that there was some speculation about the Diablo 4 Hunter class, and it comes from Reddit. And there's a photo here of the drawing, the artwork for the Hunter concept for Diablo 4 that's hanging on a wall, so this is probably at BlizzCon. I, I think it's kind of on an angle and stuff. It might have been a picture from a presentation, not sure, but it's got like this character wearing like a lot of leather and carrying a bow and this sort of stuff. 
And whoever put this together, and I'm trying to see whose name is attached to this, Arc Triumphant, I think, posted it, and that person seems to believe that the term hunter is actually being used for Diablo 4 for an NPC, so that it probably won't be a player character. We can't be 100% sure until the game's out, obviously, or until they release more about it, but that's kind of a thing, so if you were hoping you could play a hunter class in Diablo 4, it kind of looks like that might not be so. But again, it has to be described as speculation because we really don't know yet. But it was interesting and to think about like how that's going to work out. Okay, and after that I've got an update of sorts from the uh, last, not last episode, a few episodes back, Blizzard released a What's Playing in Early September article to let you know about all the stuff happening in Blizzard games in the first half of September. Well, they've released a new one on September 16th about the second half of, of September and what's going on there. But don't get too excited because there's nothing new listed for Diablo. It simply says Season 21 Live Now and a little blurb about the season, and we all know all this stuff, so I don't need to read that part, but there's nothing else listed there. So at some point, there's gonna be maybe a PTR that they'll mention eventually. I'm not sure when, and you know, maybe some details about season 22 eventually, but none of that is there now, so we're definitely not getting that stuff during September, maybe October. I don't know, but there's a lot of Warcraft stuff. Some of it's already done. There's Brewfest going on, which is fun. I kind of like that one. I might have to go in and check that out. There's a Forbidden Library event in Hearthstone that goes until the 29th of September. Brewfest goes until October 6th. There's the new card back every month in Hearthstone. There's a chance to get a new card back, and so that's a thing. This one's called A Fairy Tale, F-A-E-R-I-E. T-A-I-L, whatever that means. StarCraft 2, there is your last chance to unlock War Chest 6 unlocks, which gives you double XP through September 30th. So there's that, if you're playing that one. Overwatch, there is a new comic about Tracer. It is Tracer's Comic Challenge. I'm not sure if there's a comic. It says Comic Challenge. I thought there was a comic. Oh, there is a comic book. Okay, so you blink into battle now in Overwatch to earn rad new limited time rewards, including the comic book Tracer skin. So that's what that's about. Heroes of the Storm has something called Craft Wars. And it says, the, des the description says, what if we told you it was time to settle who'd win a fight between your favorite Warcraft and Starcraft heroes, now that we told you that you'd be the one to settle that grudge? No more time for hypotheticals. The Craft Wars event has arrived in-game and worlds are colliding. And then there's also something about virtual backgrounds. So if you're looking to spruce up your virtual background for video calls or for streaming, so if you're a streamer and you need a neat background behind you to block whatever's behind you, wherever you're streaming from, a lot of people stream from their bedrooms, maybe you don't want everybody to see if you made your bed or not. You can pick up one of these backgrounds to put there instead, and they have some for Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Starcraft, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and Diablo. So that might be kind of neat if you could figure out how to configure that and make that work, but it sounds like something people could use. I'm I'm thinking that maybe some of these, if you, if you are 
a big fan of one or more of these games and you're using one of those backgrounds for like your work calls, I think that could get really interesting. You might find other people that play too. And I've got a few more things. Uh, there are some jobs open at uh, Blizzard Entertainment. One of them is for a game producer. There's there's a lot of details in here about what they want you to do and what you uh, what your responsibilities are and this kind of stuff. It says they're seeking a talented and experienced game producer to join the development of Blizzard Entertainment's mobile gaming efforts. If you have a passion for mobile development and want to participate in the future of Blizzard, we want to hear from you. And when you get down at the bottom of it, where it says team name, it says unannounced project. So somebody is going to be working on this unannounced project and not going to be able to tell anyone about it. We have no idea what this is because it's unannounced. It could be something really cool. It's hard to say if this is like a brand new game that has nothing to do with the rest of Blizzard's games or if it's an offshoot of one of their games. It could be something like that. We don't know. It's interesting to think about because there's always a ton of possibilities with unannounced until they announce it and then your possibilities are, you know, known <laughs> instead of unknown. But if that's something you want to do, you can check that out. There's also a job for a narrative designer, and this one is specifically for Diablo Immortal. So what they're looking for with this one... Here's a paragraph that explains it pretty good. As a narrative designer, you will collaborate with the quest team on instruction, instructional and creative writing, dialogue, and text implement, implementation. In addition, you will frequently be called upon to assist with editing, research, and intellectual property input. The ideal candidate is skilled in clear and concise writing, is comfortable with collaboration, and has a passion for Diablo. And then it's got some explaining about what uh, Diablo Immortal is, if you were someone new to this. It's also got a COVID-19 hiring update in there. It says, we've transitioned to a work-from-home model, and we're continuing to interview and hire during this time. This role is expected to begin as a remote position. We understand each person's circumstances may be unique and we'll work with you to explore possible interim options. That's kind of neat. I don't know how many companies are listing things like that, but this one did, and it's going to be a full-time job. Uh, eventually in uh, Irvine. I'd have to read this over and look at it more closely to see if that's something I can do. Um, I mean, I've been playing Diablo forever, I've got Jen's Lore Corner, which is a lot of lore stuff, but I don't know what else they want, so maybe I'll check that out. And the last thing from Blizzard is about their internship program. They have released information about their 2021 internship program. Literally an info session and panel on the 23rd earlier today as I'm recording this. And it was, they were looking for um, software engineers, data scientists, game developers, designers, animators, cloud and infrastructure engineers, artists, and many more. So that's out there. The event has ended. I'm not sure if you can still access this thing, but it was there. And there's also a tweet from at life at Blizzard. And that's talking about the internship program. And I think that's got a link to it. And I'm going to look right now and see where that leads. Oh, that would be the info session, which has finished. So I don't know how you find out more about this other than it exists. And if you're going to be an intern, you can probably contact somebody. You can at least tweet at Life at Blizzard and see 
you know, how you can get involved in that if that's something that's interesting to you. And then the last thing I have for today is about Dreamhaven, which caught my eye on Twitter when Mike Morheim tweeted about it, if I remember correctly. And it's pretty interesting. They've got an announcement and it's beautiful. It's got this blue background and it's got the kind of font in there that reminds me of the font you see when Blizzard announce thing, announces things. It's really neat. It's got a gorgeous image that says Dreamhaven and has all these like dreamy little things like there's this boat, huge boat with sails by a cliff and there's a looks like a wagon with some people coming up to the, a couple of wagons coming to the, the ocean there and there's a lighthouse and there's a like a dirigible of some kind with a balloon and what looks like fighter planes flying past it and I don't know what all this is but it's pretty and it makes me wonder and I like games that make me go, what's happening here? What is this world like? And that, the image, I don't know if it's a, an amalgamation of several games, but the image is, is really interesting. So it's described as, and this was of course released today, the 23rd, Mike Morheim teams up with industry veterans to launch Dreamhaven. Okay, so obviously uh, most of you may know, um, Mike Morheim is the former CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment, and a host of industry veterans along with him announced Dreamhaven, which is their new game company based in Irvine, California. It's going to create and publish original games for players around the world, and it has established two studios, Moonshot and Secret Door. Jason Chase, Dustin Browder, and Ben Thompson are on Moonshot Games. Chase was an executive producer at Blizzard Entertainment, where he led the Hearthstone team, a senior director at Electronic Arts, and before that, he led art teams for Walt Disney Company's game division. Browder's been on, uh, he was a game director on StarCraft II, Heroes of the Storm, Command and Conquer, and Lord of the Rings. Thompson was a creative director on Hearthstone, art director for World of Warcraft trading card game, with additional credits on Dungeons and Dragons and Magic at the Gathering. So there's that. Secret Door is led by Chris Sagati, Alan Debiri, and Eric Dodds, who worked on a lot of things. Sagati's roles include executive producer on Hearthstone, StarCraft II, and Heroes of the Storm, as well as lead producer on the original Warcraft 3. Dodds was the original game director of Hearthstone and veteran game designer on World of Warcraft and StarCraft. Dabiri has filled both technical director and game director roles and has worked on Warcraft 3, Starcraft 2, and Heroes of the Storm. And they have a team of people, obviously, it's not just three guys. So this is interesting to me for a number of reasons. One, it's just the look at this, I mean, it's not really a press release, it's much more than that. It's kind of got that feel that Blizzard used to have where you just wanted to like run around in their worlds and learn more about you know what you can do and be sort of thinking in the background of your workday about what is this game going to do and and what can I do in it and you know all the questions you have about gaming that kind of thing but the more fascinating thing is that it's led by Mike Morheim I hope I'm pronouncing that right who was you know CEO and co-founder of Blizzard Entertainment I know he stepped down from that a couple years back I think and both of the, you know, it's like a, Dreamhaven is, is a gaming company, but it's got two studios there because you do have different studios under gaming companies. It's got two and they're filled with people from Blizzard, which is great. 
because they've probably worked together in some capacity and they've probably got the same kind of work ethics and ideas about what a game should be. Especially some of these guys that had started working on, you know, Warcraft 2 and Starcraft 2 and things that go way back. I'm pretty excited about this. I want to see what Dreamhaven is going to do and what those games will be like. And I'm hoping they'll play on a Mac because that's what I have. And a lot of Blizzard's games do play on Macs, but that doesn't mean this will. So we'll have to see how that goes. But it's exciting. And it also explains why Blizzard has had so many job openings lately, because they've got people that have left and aren't coming back, apparently. They've gone to Dreamhaven, and there's been others. There's been a bunch of Diablo people that were, like, most of the team or part of the team from Diablo 3, Reaper of Souls, that split and made their own company, and I can't remember the name of that. And there's been some others as well, so it's kind of interesting to see where this will go. And that's all I have right now. I checked to see if we had any email. I didn't see any email. So I don't have any email to read, and that's okay. So I'm going to close out the show here, and hopefully some of the things I talked about were interesting to you, and you can check those out online if you can find the tweet I mentioned from Life at BlizzCon, or there'll probably be at least some of these in the show notes for you to see. And that's going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 276 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow. Become a patron today. Patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game. Our, game, our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as on the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send in your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com, and I will be able to access that email. We love Twitter. Come and join us and tweet with us. You can find the show Twitter at Shattered Stone, and Shazam's Twitter is at Shazam081. Eventually I'll add mine, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure yet. We would like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawnforge Productions for hosting our Loot Deviant show. You can find more shows from the Dawnforge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 275 episodes for your listening pleasure. Dawn Forge! Woo! This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.